is the ninth episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down so you don't have to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. For those folks outside of New York, CUNY stands for City University of New York. I'm a graduate of that program, not a student. And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically the Proud Boys. I know way too much about that group. Kind of way too much. Anyway, moving on. So this past week, here's the headline for today's show. Fox News. Subway shooter mania. Elon Musk is a superhero. And Poopgate. Last week was weird, and I knew it would be weird because it was a holiday week. And I have covered Tucker Carlson before, not Fox, but just Tucker before. And he um, tends to sub a show out and put, like, best of Tucker Carlson shows during a holiday. I didn't see quite that. I followed Jesse Waters on purpose this past week because he's the lowest person on the totem pole as far as the primetime shows are concerned. And I figured he wouldn't sub the whole week out. He subbed the last two days of the week out. Um... Because the shows just get weird when they have subs. They're, it's just not the same vibe. So the clip of the week. This is insane. I did not see this coming. The clip of the week <laughs> was I I had a computer meltdown last week. My hard drive completely spectacularly failed. Like catastrophic failure. I've never seen anything like it. It blew up basically. My entire uh, laptop just went black. Suddenly I heard a pop. This was an SSD drive, but it still, it didn't matter. There's no new, no moving parts, but the thing still got fried on me. I lost a ton of work and spent days trying to recover it. So everything was late last week. Everything was late, including the clip that's the clip of the week. Um, and the <laughs> New York Daily News kind of commented that it was a little late that I posted it. And I thought, well, if you only, if you only knew what I just went through last week. Anyway, um... The purpose of this project is supposed to be the newsletter and the podcast, not the clips. I just do the clips because they help grow the audience. So what happened was I was watching uh, Fox and Friends, and they were doing a segment on this. Every show last week did a segment on this crazy meme that Adbusters put out about uh, deflate the tires of an SUV to fight global warming. And it was like instructions on how to deflate the tires of an SUV to sort of prove a point or something. I don't know. I thought it was stupid. It, just a dumb idea. Don't hurt people's cars. You're not going to change anybody's mind. Deflating their tires. It's awful. So, but whatever. It's just some extremist group and they put it out. And Fox, of co course, took this like deadly seriously. Like this was, uh, you know, happening all over the country. Like, oh no, if you own an SUV, you've got to watch your car. Because some crazy fundamentalist is going to let the air out of your tires. Ah! You know, they completely freaked out. And of course, like, it probably happens a couple times. I mean, it's, I don't think it's serious. Anyway, on the panel, Jesse Waters came up with this little tidbit. And my jaw dropped. And I said, what did he just say? I went back and replayed it. And my sister, who followed Fox News before I did, she hates it too, but... She had told me about Jesse Waters' background, so I knew that he'd had an affair and all this stuff, and I just went, oh my god. So I'm going to play the clip. This is the clip that got picked up by the New York Daily News. They did a story about it. Nobody told me, and because I was writing my newsletter all day, I wasn't paying attention to anything else. 
And uh, <laughs> I noticed that the views for this clip just completely ballooned. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. That's really going viral. Had no idea it got picked up by New York Daily News. So if you're a new listener, thank you so much for listening. And we're going to play that clip right now. When I was trying to get Emma to date me, yeah. <laughs> uh, first thing I did, I uh, let the air out of her tires. <laughs> She couldn't go anywhere. She needed a lift. I said, hey, you need a lift? She copped right does in the car. Does she know this story? No, she doesn't know this story. <laughs> does she yeah. watch the show? She does. The Jesse, does she watch Jesse Jr. does. You're basically the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> it has a happy ending. Really? Yes, oh, we're married. Oh, did you really do that? Is she that the not. first time you did it, or did you use that before? Uh, it works like a charm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford joins us now. So I'm obviously not the only person that watches Fox News and pulls clips, but I know that uh, the other people that do, we kind of move around from show to show. And a lot of the people who do are men, although not all. And I think just for whatever reason, I was the only person who noticed that clip. And um, I clipped it really late because my computer was a disaster last week and spent literally days trying to fix it. So (laughs) I posted it late thinking nothing of it. I almost didn't post it because it felt a little gossipy. And I'm like, nah, that's super creepy stalker-ish. Just post it. His, I'll tell you some more backstory. Emma was 14 years younger than him, intern on his show. He uh, was married to another woman that he'd met at Fox, who was basically his peer at the time that they got married. And she kind of uh, left the industry when she had children. And she promptly divorced him when she found out about the affair. And then he promptly married this new woman and has a new child with the new woman. So, yeah, go Jesse Waters. What a sweet, disturbing stalker story that you just told. And, wow. Yeah, completely crazy. Gotta, and I just joked that it was a Fox News love story because, well, it's not the first time something like this has happened at that network. Okay, I have a ton of clips to get to, so I sadly cannot spend too much time on the Jesse Waters is a sick, twisted stalker story. Um... <laughs> But I'm very glad I posted that because I had no idea it would get that big of an audience, and it did. And if you're here for the first time, again, thank you. So uh, the next big story of the week, because this dominated the entire week, and I this is the main thrust of the newsletter, was the subway shooter, uh, Frank James. And uh, as soon, I live in Brooklyn, so, you know, I had all, my phone blew up that day with relatives and friends asking if I was okay, and... I hadn't been on the subway. I don't live in Sunset Park. And I'm very, very, very thankful that uh, there were no one was killed. Uh, is, a lot of people were terrified and terrorized and hurt. But thank goodness nobody was killed. And that's the only positive thing that really came out of that story. But anyway, um, I knew as soon as the perpetrator was a black male that Fox would run with this. Because since I've been covering Fox, they've already established a pattern that I could prove... Uh, when I compare Fox to PBS NewsHour, where they just blatantly ignore stories where black men are harmed by law enforcement or black men are harmed in general, and they focus on stories where a black person has done something bad or wrong. Um, They spent an entire week on Will Smith, a crazy amount of time on the Will Smith slap. They spent an inordinate amount of time on Jesse Smollett, Uh, The trial, which I don't think anybody was really paying attention to, except for Fox News. And they ignore story after story after story where black people are victimized or black people are harmed. Um, And this is a provable thing. I could prove it with the spreadsheets that this is a known pattern. So I was already worried. And uh, at first they were pretty decent about it. 
uh, even keel. And then Jesse Waters on Wednesday opened a show with uh, Frank James as a black nationalist and black nationalism is this rising threat to America. And I just immediately went, oh no, here we go. And what it was he, so Jesse, to start this segment, Jesse went through a list of black men that he claimed were all black nationalists. And some of them were, I will give him that. Some of them definitely were racially motivated in their killings. Um, there's a whole list. Uh, I won't go through it, but it's depressing. And then, but the first one that he listed was Daryl Brooks, the man who drove his SUV into the Christmas parade in Wisconsin. And he killed six people and injured 60. And that was a horrible incident. But other than a couple extreme right-wing propagandists, such as Andy Neo of the Post Millennial and Tim Pool, who tried to cobble together this crazy narrative that he was a black nationalist hell-bent on killing white people, there's really no evidence to support that, other than there were crazy conspiracy theories. Um, the law enforcement said there was no evidence of that. And law enforcement is not exactly lefty, liberal, hippy-dippy land. Um, and the uh, sheriff said he didn't see anything like that. And we know that Daryl Brooks was fleeing uh, a domestic dispute. And Daryl Brooks also had a very long list of uh, prior crimes and was probably on drugs at the time. I, I, I couldn't really tell 100% if he was or not based on my research. But the prosecutors basically said that he was flying on drugs at the time. So I would say that Daryl had no idea what he was doing and just was trying to get away from this domestic dispute, was probably out of his mind, and accidentally drove into a parade. Because uh, there didn't seem to be a larger motive to it. The guy seemed very unstable. All of that. But So I think it's a stretch to call him a black nationalist. I also think it's a stretch to call Frank James a black nationalist. Because what uh, Jesse Waters did is they took clips... Uh, they cherry-picked the worst clips where he basically is like, I'm going to go kill Whitey, yada, yada, and flashed him on the screen. But even out of the five clips that they showed, one of them had nothing to do with race. It just said human beings. And then another clip that they used um, said Spanish-speaking people. So that was a little suspect. And then I, I had done some research, and the Daily Beast also reported on it. And the Daily Beast pointed out, that Frank James also attacked other black people in his rants. And he said he called black people cattle. He used the N-word and said the N-word needs, the people who are the N-word need to die. And that includes myself. So, I mean, this guy just seems like he was, and he was obsessed with uh, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who is also a black man. So it seems more like we know this guy had a, um, Frank James had a, a horrible history of uh, mental illness he wasn't getting the right treatment. So to make this leap that this mentally unstable, kind of deranged individual who seemed to hate everyone, specifically targeted white people, doesn't make a ton of sense. And his victims were kind of of different ethnicities. And there doesn't seem to be, again, he's a lone wolf. And th th there was any sort of pattern. He wasn't affiliated with any larger group. This is sadly kind of what happens. And this is why these people are so hard to catch. Um, because, and stop before they do anything, because um, until they do something, it's, you can't get somebody for just saying things. It's not illegal unless it's a very specific type of threat. And um, I worked with the uh, FBI myself on my work against the Proud Boys. And I know from firsthand experience 
that even if it's Gavin McInnes, the founder of the Proud Boys, telling people to go get guns and kill people, which he kind of does a little bit, it doesn't matter. Unless he's in a park, points to a person and says, go kill him now, that's illegal. But if you just say, I hate these liberals, let's, you know, get our guns and be prepared, that's not illegal. So it's very tricky when you when you talk about an extremist like this. And then Jesse had a couple of um, experts on. And the reason why I'm not playing the clip of Jesse saying this stuff is I just don't want to amplify it. It's just absolutely horrible. And I don't really see uh, any purpose in clipping that and putting that on social media anywhere because somebody could just pick it up and go, see, look, he's proving that we have a black nationalist problem. And I don't think we do. I think it exists, but I don't think it's like nearly as bad as like white nationalism because like the white population is so much bigger than the black population. The two groups have totally different histories. Uh, the white population has more wealth, more status, more clout. It's just a totally different situation than this tiny fringe group that would definitely count as black nationalist. I just don't think it's, you can't even equate the two. But of course, Jesse Waters does. And he has a couple experts on and they try to, t they talk about something, they talk about in the newsletter, there was a 2017 intelligent assessment called Black Identity Extremism. That was an FBI report and it was largely criticized. And Jesse had an extremist on from another extremist group and this, uh, this extremist is named Kyle Scheidler of the Center for Security Policy, which the Southern Poverty Law Center described as a um, hawkish think tank focused on foreign affairs to conspiracy-oriented mouthpiece for the anti-Muslim movement in the United States. So he has an extremist on. And the extremist says, oh, they didn't go through with this, you know, black extremism because of political correctness. And like anybody who knows the FBI and the history of the FBI would say, well, no, it's because the FBI has been incredibly abusive towards civil rights leaders and civil rights groups. And in the 60s, they had a terrible, terrible legacy of harassing Martin Luther King to the point that they were telling him to kill himself. And we're, we're probably um, also involved in the death of a Chicago Black Panther uh, named Fred Hampton, who was only 21 years old at the time. What happened was undercover cops rushed into his home, shot the place up, uh, murdered him, uh, shot a bunch of people. And um, at first it was like a police scandal that they tried to cover up. And then later, years later, documents came out that basically said the FBI sanctioned it and wanted them to neutralize the Black Panther Party. And they used that actual word neutralize. So yes, when... Studies come out that say black extremism and FBI in the same sentence. People have every right to be concerned about that. And that's basically what happened. It wasn't political correctness. There's just a long, terrible history with how the FBI treats uh, black protesters and black civil rights groups and political groups. It's well established. It's documented. It's just, it's been a problem for a while. So... Next clip, uh, this was a huge theme last week on Fox and that they were overjoyed that Elon Musk might buy Twitter. And so they turned him into an actual superhero. I cannot make that up. Um, that's how crazy, they're so over the top. Like there's no subtlety to Fox. It's always the end of the world 
or someone is an actual god in their minds. They're, they're, they're so heavy-handed about everything. So I'll just play the clip. A lot of people out there, fans of superheroes. Over the last decade, the box office has been dominated by Marvel movies like Spider-Man, Captain America, and of course, Iron Man. In that movie, Tony Stark is one of the world's richest men, who also just happens to be a genius. When disaster strikes and the planet needs him, Stark steps up, using his power, wealth, and smarts to become Iron Man. Now, we don't live in that fantasy world. There are no superheroes waiting around to fix our problems. Just a couple of rich guys trying to do some good things. Real Tony Stark. Okay, you've got your finger in so many different advanced technologies. Are you sincerely trying to save the world? I, well, I'm trying to do good things, yeah. That was 2015. Well, this morning, Elon Musk, the world's richest man, made a move to take over Twitter and resurrect free speech. So, yes, the Elon Musk want, wanting to buy Twitter story was enormous last week on Fox. Uh, they talked about it on every single show. That was Peter Hegseth. He was subbing for Jesse Waters last week. He's the one that gave that monologue. And then that clip within the clip was um, Elon Musk on Stephen Colbert. So that's, I mean, they literally are worshiping him. I mean, when you call somebody a superhero, it's not exactly subtle. So the next clip is classic Fox. Uh, the CDC had announced that they were going to extend the mask mandate for airlines for two more weeks, which today it was overturned by a federal judge in Florida. But this is just classic. I, I, I like to make these montages to just show how heavy handed Fox is with their propaganda and that they don't, they're not exactly subtle and they use the exact same messaging on every single show throughout the entire week, throughout the entire day. Um, so here you go. They signaled today that the administration is probably going to have CDC extend the mask mandate no. on airplanes. No. Yes, they no. did. They said it. They said it today. I am not flying anymore. And That's why everybody is going crazy at the airport these days. They still have to wear these dumb masks. They're anti-scientific, cruel, wear the mask. We want to control you. Let them keep doing it to November. It's good for the Republicans. Yes. At this point, we won't even be able to afford masks because mm -hmm. of inflation, Greg. That's <laughs> but you know what oh, they're saying? Right? <laughs> they're saying, I want you to wear a mask to protect me. Yeah. No, if you want no. to protect yourself, you wear, wear a mask. mask. In this environment, with people dying to hold on to the pandemic a little bit longer, it looks as though colleges in this area, uh, people indoors in Philadelphia, and for people on trains, mass transit, and planes, for at least another couple of weeks, we'll wear masks. She wants to wear a mask. Wear it. If you feel more comfortable with the mask, that's All your day. choice. All day. Sleep in it if you want. But a few days ago, Fauci was saying that. Remember, he flipped. If you are un if unsettled, to whatever, you have it or you have lingering COVID, wear your own mask. For the psychosis is if you had Trump derangement syndrome at one point, you're very likely to be deranged by the masks. Uh, and let me just say. Uh, like, my gosh, we're extending this ridiculous mask mandate on airplanes, the federal mask mandate for two more weeks, something we know doesn't even really do anything, masking unless you have the right kind of mask. The why? only man in America still wearing a mask. Yeah, why is he wearing a mask outdoors? Mm -hmm. See, that was just me picking up clips when they say the exact same thing, and which they do all the time. And of course, my favorite, Judge Jeanine, who's like, I'm not wearing a mask. What do you think, I'm crazy? I'm gonna throw this pen. I'm throwing this pen at you, at you. So every time I do Judge Janine, I have to adjust my volume, which I just did because she's quite loud. 
Um, she does crack me up, though. She did have a very funny clip last week about um, how she couldn't stand all these alcoholics coming across the border. And somebody, well, you know, I, I don't need to say anything more about that. Anyway, so, um, and now I have to adjust the volume. I have to go back and adjust the volume on that clip. But anyway, um, the next one is about uh, Governor Ron DeSantis had this. You'll probably hear about this from your Fox-loving friends and relatives about uh, a fatherhood bill to uh, sort of support fathers. And I don't know, it always seems very odd that they take these angles because you kind of go, well, why do you always kind of blame the mom? Uh, you know, there's a lot of single mothers out there, but like, what happened with the dads? Did they just leave? You know, like, what's going on there? So anyway, this is what this is about. I'll just play the clip. I just want to specify that you can probably tell that the person saying this is uh, Will Kane, and he is very much Caucasian. One in four. One in four children in this country grow up without a father in the home. And when you look at many minority communities, including the black community, those numbers are much, much, much higher. And you heard DeSantis there, Ainsley, start to lay out for you all the implications of growing up in a home without two parents or without a father. And you're talking about much higher rates in crime and poverty and obesity and dropping out of school. Every marker for a successful life goes down significantly without that strong male figure in your house. And the second reason it's gone out of fashion is you're not allowed to point all this out. For some wild reason, Ainsley, it's been, look, for example, in order to solve you know, um, any type of crisis in the black community in America, you have to only exclusively point to any potential role of racism. Instead of pointing to something that can actually make a difference here, not point fingers, not, you know, paint the world through the prism of victimhood, but actually look at something that can improve a community and children's lives. And I will tell you this, the other reason is because many think if you point to the fatherhood crisis within the black community, you are pointing to something that's a product of systemic racism. It's this wheel that never stops spinning. How about you just stop and fix? And so how about you just stop and fix, says a white man to the entire black community. That's not at all condescending or awful or cringe. No, that's perfectly reasonable. I'm being sarcastic. Okay. I. He was, uh, that segment, They normally they get an expert on, and they just ask Will Kane. he is the um, host of Fox & Friends Weekend, to come on Fox & Friends to talk about it because he's a dad. That's it. That's all they needed. And it's really, really awful to have a white man talk like that. They, I mean, like, couldn't you just find a black father at least? Like, couldn't you, is there no one who works at Fox? You do have black people who work at Fox. I know you do. There's not a lot of them. You do have a couple. Like, couldn't you get somebody who's actually black to come on and talk about that? It just, it's just so, it was so awful. Okay. And this next clip is the ultimate bogus expert of the week, which I love to include because Fox is known for having fake experts. Uh, one they had on, I mentioned in the newsletter, who uh, basically calls himself like a climate uh, denialist, climate change denialist, and he has like no training whatsoever in science or in the energy industry. He never worked in the energy industry. He knows nothing. He just wrote a book that basically says fossil fuels are awesome. And he's been wildly criticized all over the place. But this is the classic. What I'm going to play you is Jesse Waters basically saying, don't listen to any expert because they're all bogus and basically trust your gut, do your own research and you'll find the way, which is just the ultimate, like, don't listen to anybody but us. We're the truth, we're the light, which is incredibly cultish. We can't trust these people anymore. We need to do our own research. 
we have to use common sense. Stop trusting what the experts say, because someone who has a master's degree doesn't mean they know everything, or anything for that matter. The media throws around the term expert to give whatever narrative they're trying to sell some weight. Saying the world's going to end is a pretty juicy headline, so they call up an expert who they know is going to give them the quote they want. They throw it in the article and have a great story, verified by the experts. Elena Johnson is the editor-in-chief of the Washington Free Beacon. Elena, I don't want to tell people not to listen to experts because I'm sure there's some very smart experts out there who have very great degrees. But, I mean, this is a bad, bad track record. Don't you think the American people need to think before they listen to these fools? I'm with you, Jesse. Uh, you know, the founder of National Review, the conservative magazine, William F. Buckley Jr., used to say he would rather be governed by the first 2,000 names in the Boston phone book than by the faculty of Harvard University. And I think there's a lot of good sense in that. Um, I think you can't go wrong um, assuming that experts are wrong most of the time and doing research on your own. So I love pointing out uh, the fake expert trope because that is used widely through uh, propaganda on both sides, really. For instance, I saw Brianna Joy Gray, and this was disappointing to say the least, refer to Russia Today as independent media. Brianna Joy Gray was the press secretary for Bernie Sanders. Uh, she's kind of gone off the deep end and uh, calling Russian propaganda independent media is completely absurd. And they would also say, oh, you can't trust the mainstream media, which is just, okay, so we're supposed to trust Russia today that gets 100% of its funding from the Kremlin, which they don't exist anymore in the United States. But anyway, that's another point, another example of do not trust anyone but us. That is classic propaganda. So the next section that I like to do is called uh, Stories Fox News Ignored, because it's often about what they're not showing their viewers as it is what they show their viewers every single week. So I always compare Fox to PBS NewsHour because it's nice and nonpartisan. And last week, uh, Fox News ignored three big stories, the first being Jared Kushner receiving $2 billion from Saudi Arabia for his new private equity fund when he doesn't know how to run an equity fund, but they just gave him $2 billion, which is insane. Um, and unlike Hunter Biden, Kushner played an active role in his father-in-law's administration, but Fox doesn't seem to care. Uh, the next one is the International Monetary Fund lowered global growth rates and forecasts for 143 countries due to the war in Ukraine and, and the effect it's going to have on grain prices and food shortages. And it's like a very dire thing. And of course, Fox will ignore that because they want their viewers to think that Inflation is only isolated to the United States, and it's all Biden's fault. And then the next one is a huge story that was all over the news, except on Fox. They barely mentioned it in a 30-second clip on Fox and Friends as part of the headline news section. But the police officer fatally shooting a black driver, Patrick Loyola, during a traffic stop in Michigan. And of course, that's it's a horrific, horrific video horrible story but this is classic what fox always ignores because they never want to show a black person being a victim especially a black person being a victim of law enforcement so the last clip i'm going to play you is what i'm calling poop gate which was simply an incident where 
Uh, Biden was telling a speech, giving a speech in a barn and a bird pooped on him and Fox lost their minds. Here you go. There you got the president of the United States in Menlo, Iowa yesterday. And he, during his 25 minute address, when he started to talk about how Putin was to blame for the 8.5% historic inflation America. That's the, new, that's the new person to blame. Yeah, exactly. When he was talking about blame Putin, a bird pooped on him. I don't know if you can see that with his blue suit there, but that is what happened there. They were in a barn and a bird pooped on the president when he was blaming Putin for the price hike. So yes, as usual, blame Biden. He should have known that a bird was going to poop on him in that exact spot in the exact time. You know, like, you know, should have had superpowers. Anyway, they love blaming Biden for literally everything. So that's the end of my uh, podcast. I'll be back here next Monday with a brand new show. I watch Fox so you don't have to. Please uh, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, Twitter. This is my one-woman show, and the only other people that work on it are not people. It's Odin and Thor, my two fabulous cats. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week.